0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. And we got to talk about this huge hot button topic. Everybody's talking about it. And there's actually two parts to this. Mm-hmm. You know, what we're talking about, of course, is the USGA and RNA's joint proposal to roll back the golf ball. But the other part of this is the bifurcation mm-hmm. splitting the golf world effectively in two and having amateurs and elite level, which we're going to talk about because. There's currently no definition of elite level. None. So I think what you're going to end up with is a lot of confusion around this new ruling if it goes into place. But first, let's bring everybody up to speed on exactly what this means, because it can get a little bit confusing. This particular proposed ruling, first and foremost, would not go into effect until January 1st, 2026, If it passes. If it passes. So we're going to talk about some quotes. We're going to talk about what some players have said. We're going to talk about what some manufacturers have said. But manufacturers of the golf balls have a chance to now weigh in and give their feedback. And all of that has to be looked into before this gets put into effect. So one thing before everyone starts flipping tables upside down, like Mm. understand that it hasn't gone into effect just yet. But what it will be if it does go into effect is a, it's a local modal rule, meaning that it won't be applied across the board. What it does is it gives tournaments, tours, uh, those type of entities, the option to put this rule into effect. Right. What exactly is the rule? Right. It's the second question. So the question, the way this is going to work and, and. Over time, the USGA and the R&A have changed and adopted what they consider conforming and how those rules work, trying to meet the game where it's at, because we know the game has advanced in a lot of ways. Sure. absolutely, are is. hitting the ball further, equipment's, equipment's getting stronger, better. Yep. So the way this works is currently the way the golf ball is tested is they've got a, a robot that hits the golf ball under very specific conditions that this is important to understand it's not meant to simulate the average golf golfer or the average golfer's ability it's meant to simulate the best the highest what we would consider this elite tier now when i say that i don't mean the guys on the world long drive championship right, right. who already play with their own equipment they have longer drivers sure. things like this mm-hmm. currently what it's set to is they set it to a club head speed of 120 miles an hour. And I think it's a 10-degree launch angle. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong there. But there's a set launch angle and there's a set club speed. It's set at 120 miles an hour. And the ball is not permitted to travel any further than 320 yards at that, that speed. Mm. It's really, it's 317 mi- uh, yards. But there's a a deviation, allowable deviation, up three additional yards so it can go out to 320 Okay, realistically, right? Okay. That's at 120 miles an hour. Now, we're going to talk about and read some quotes from some of the manufacturers who are saying that even at 120 miles an hour, kind of spoiler alert, the PGA Tour average um, clubhead speed is still below that. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, the USGA and the RNA are trying to hit a moving target. Uh, There was an interesting quote, which we'll get to in a second, from uh, the CEO of the USGA where he said... I'm not really protecting against the Rory's. I'm protecting against Rory's grandkids. Like they're saying, like we're trying to go, if, if, if the progression we're seeing in athleticism and ability to hit the right. ball continues, right, then we're we're going to be in trouble years from now. So like they're thinking I,
1: down the road, normal drives can go 420 what yards. What they're and- saying is that
0: everybody's, <laughs> you know, on tour is going to have an average club head speed above 120 right. miles an hour. So okay. what they're going to do is they're going to be proposing that this, this ball would be set to test at 127 mile an hour club head speed, and it would still be limited to that same 320 yard distance. Mm. So now it's seven more miles an hour in club head see- speed, which is significant. Anybody who's tried to pick up more club head speed knows that's a significant increase. Sure, right. The ball would go less. So, layman's terms, what does that mean? If this is adopted on on tour, and and Zach had a great graphic up there which said. Around 15 miles and 15 uh, yards, it would be reduced. Here it says 20. I've seen numbers as much from 12 to 25 yards. Yep, it really depends because there's a lot of variables. Mm-hmm. There's club head speed, there's launch angle, there's the environmental conditions of the day, all that type of stuff. But what we would be end up seeing is that where it's adopted, the guys who are playing it are going to be reduced by anywhere from 12 to 25, mi- uh, 12 to 25 yards off the tee. That's one side of this. Okay. The other side is the bifurcation. This is where guys like you and me are like, I am nowhere near that clubhead speed. Why are they coming for me? They're not. This this rule will not be put into place or no changes to the conformance of the golf ball be put into place for the amateur game. But what this does is it creates a very clear, this is where the word bifurcation comes in, mm-hmm. a very clear division between the amateur game and the elite game.
1: Is there bifurcation in any other sports? No, right?
0: Well, there's even, some people have made the argument that there's some bifurcation already in golf because there are some modal rules out there, local rules, True. that mm-hmm. can be put in place at tournaments, For for certain types of limitations. However, none has ever been this clear cut. None have ever been this significant as this. I think the big draw that a lot of us love to see is that we can watch the PGA Tour on Sunday, and we can know that we can go out there on Monday and play with the exact same equipment. Right. Uh, In fact, we can play. You know, if we're fortunate enough to get out there on some of the same courses that they play on. So this is we've got this huge split, and we've got this potential that these guys might you know be playing a different ball there's a lot to unpack there but let's talk quickly about the motivation of why this the usga and the rna are going at this the big reason they're saying is that they feel like they need to protect the course they they need to protect the game and protect these golf courses they're saying that the golf courses the guys continue to get longer off the tee therefore courses need to continue to be expanded and there's gets to a certain point where you won't be able to expand courses any longer and Certain courses won't be able to be played on the PGA Tour, et cetera, et cetera.
1: And that's the reason to change equipment.
0: And that's the reason they're saying, like, we need to put this ball in place so that we don't have to keep making these golf courses longer and longer Mm. and longer. There's also some people who will throw in there a certain degree of, like, the sustainability argument as golf courses take up more room, they use more water, they do all those types of things. Okay, I have a counterpoint, I think, to that in that on any elite level, you may have 30 – 35 tournaments that are played yearly. That's 30, 35 courses. Conversely, there's over 30,000 courses that the amateur game is played on. Sure. If this is not affecting the go- the amateur game, it's affecting such a small percentage of the courses. Right. That it seems like it's almost like a non-starter. For exactly. Me. Right. But I'm just laying out the reasoning that they're saying. So mm. the reason they're saying is that we need to make sure that these guys don't just start to overpower courses. Now, one thing I'll say is that, The golf ball, it's still a ball that you have to, you know, in order to win a lot of these tournaments, you see we have to be able to shape shots and do all that stuff. This is not going to affect the shot shaping or anything like that. But there's a lot of people make the argument that guys are going out there on the PGA Tour and instead of having to shape shape their shot, they just overpower the course by just blasting it over the trees and doing all those types of things. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're trying to protect against. Now, this is where the debate now starts, is those two parts. One is that do we really want to see those guys, ha- you know, being handcuffed in how far they hit it? And secondly, do we want this? What I think could be a very slippery slope of bifurcation. Mm-hmm. Where is the line drawn where it becomes not one but two different games?
2: Yeah, for I, the I don't like that. For the bifurcation, would that be similar to like in basketball where they have the three-point line? And the three-point lines a certain distance for like high school, certain distance for college, and a certain distance for the NBA. Would that kind of be like similar? It's it
0: is. It could be very similar in that regard. I think of it even more dramatically. It's almost like if the the hoop was raised to eleven feet because guys are so much more athletic and they can jump so much higher, but only for the NBA. Right. You
2: know. Okay, that makes more sense.
0: And now, to me, I'm like. I think, like I said, the benefit, like I can even in basketball, I can go out in my backyard, I can put my hoop up to 10 feet, and I could be under the same conditions as the best best basketball players in the world. Right. Here, it's going to be different. You're going to start, you, like I said, that's where the bifurcation comes in.
1: How would you feel, though, if, if you know the pros are playing at 11 feet and you're in your backyard playing at 10? Wouldn't that make you feel weird?
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, well, a big part of the appeal of the sport is knowing that we're playing with the same equipment. 100%. and. One argument that I would say is like first on the piece of the rollback, we got to understand that the PGA Tour, it's an entertainment product. For me, it is wildly entertaining mm-hmm. to see guys like Rory, like at the match play last week. Drive the green. Fly in the green. <laughs> yeah. Like tr- tremendous drives. Let him send it. And it's, it's entertaining for me because I know that he's playing with the same equipment that I could walk down to the PGA Superstore and buy right now and try it myself. Right, And it just gives me even more respect for what, he, what he's able to accomplish and able to do. Definitely. Now, if there's a different ball, it, it's, I think it starts to muddy the waters a little bit. Mm-hmm. But to me, where the water gets really muddy is in this idea of elite golf. The USGA is not, and the RNA is not weighing in or in any way giving guidance on what they consider elite golf. Because of the way this ruling is, this local modal rule, it's going to be put out there and the tournaments, the tours, et cetera, are going to be given the option to put this in place or not. So the effectively, they're self-determining whether it's an elite event or not. Interesting. So now what you could also have, it is very feasible that you have two out of the four uh, majors of the year have the ball in place and two don't. My worry is what does that do for these guys who are out there, understandably, they the how important imagine that those player and caddy conversations and understanding to the to the you know to the yard how yes. far they hit every club and now they've got to adjust for that well this ball doesn't fly as far i know you know what i mean and they got they got that to worry about it's like range balls right and <laughs> and that's the other side the entertainment part yep how entertained are you now going and watching guys play augusta with what's likened to like a bunch of dead range balls. Yeah. I know. Right. So different vibe. That you have to think of it like A as entertainment product, but B, like I said, like what's the what it's going to be for the players as they get split. Additionally, my concern that I have is why, why right now? And I understand there's there's a degree where people said that you should have done this years ago if you were going to do it at all or whatever. But talk about like read the room. Read the room and like understand where golf is at. Golf is at its biggest boom it's ever been at, right? No doubt. It's it's become more people are watching, more people are playing, people are entertained, whatever. But also we have it's big. Golf is at its biggest split right now with live, mm-hmm. right? Why come at golf right now and throw this like huge like party killer in when? When A, it could make people less interested, but B, it could cause more divisiveness, which is what we don't need.
1: You're absolutely right. I was going to ask you because this wouldn't apply on the live side of things. It depends. It depends. It depends. We don't if know Liv what wants early... to adopt it now. Twenty twenty six, live could be a fully established tour with a lot going on. Right now, it's still in its infant stage, but it could be this big tour. Do you think that they could shift the rule and make the live guys roll back? We don't they, know, right? They
0: can't. The thing is, the USJ and the RNA can't make anyone do anything under this. All they can do is they can put this modal local rule in, and then the tournaments and the tours decide decide. whether they want to adopt it because it's a local rule. Now, here's where I would almost be like, fine, if you think that golf balls are just traveling too far and you want to make a new conformance rule that applies to all golfers everywhere... I wouldn't be thrilled with it because I'm – as an amateur golfer, most amateur golfers, we struggle to hit the ball as far as we want to hit it, right? So I'd be like, don't punish me. I'm just out there trying to like have fun. But I would almost be a little bit more as reluctantly willing to say, okay, if that's just the rule and everybody – I love that golf is a a game that we all play by the same rules. We all play with the same equipment, right? Mm -hmm. Here, the PGA Tour has been very careful with their language. But they're not jumping up and down about this. The PGA Tour is not super happy. This is where I worry that what if it drives a rift, right, with the PGA Tour and the USGA and stuff like that? Or the PGA Tour is trying so desperately to play nice with the USGA, they'll be like, okay, we'll put it into place. Right. But what does that do for the PGA Tour's position if Liv says, we're the entertainment league? We're not putting it into place. Right. We're made. Now, Liv just got a huge leg up on the PGA Tour. Come watch us bomb them, guys. Right, right,
2: right. That's I, what I'm saying.
0: We I, play the same ball you do, and we're going to bomb it. And I, the, Don't look at the PGA Tour. That's boring. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, I could see Liv going the other way and just juicing the balls. <laughs> yeah. Like, roll cor- forward. corking all the balls. They, got a, go they got a roll forward plan coming. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> but no, but think about it like that. Now,
2: But you're right.
1: The you're PGA absolutely Tour
0: right. Does, now, the, now, again, you're creating, like I said, there's so much, there's this, the way that the PGA tour and live have divided things. This is the, the possibility I think to introduce another division that we don't need right now and forcing the PGA tour to be like, Hey, play nice with the, the, you know, you're elite golf. You're the PGA tour. That's that to me is elite golf, but, but it gets muddy throughout it because now where does elite start and where does it end? Right? So is it on a tournament by tournament basis? Mm-hmm. Is it um, okay? It's the PGA tour. But is it then? Is it the Corn Ferry Tour? Is it the DP World Tour? Right. Is, it uh, is it the Asia Tour? Is it, a cl- is it
1: College Club Pro?
0: Here's even better. Is it yeah, D1 college. or D2? Right. Who's elite? It is elite. it? Is it the 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 World Amateur Championship? Is it the like they've already come out and said that it's also this is where it's like saying like it's really bifurcation in my world. It's not even professionals. It's men too. Mm-hmm. The women's tour does not need to adopt this and the LPGA tour and that they're not going to, this is not going to be placed there. So it's like, now you got men playing a different ball than women. You've got this level playing a di- it. It just, to me, it's like, it's just introducing a lot of headache. And as a lot of people say, it's like a problem. You're trying to s- solve a problem. You're, you know, manufacture a problem to be solved mm-hmm. effectively. Mm-hmm. And the people who get, get that argument say that a, the average, um, P the average, Club had to be on the PGA Tour is still somewhere around 112, so we're not there yet. The other thing is, a lot of people come out with the argument of saying the scoring average on the PGA Tour has not changed and, and, and improved in the. La-. Although we see, yes, driving distance has steadily sure. gotten bigger, but scoring average hasn't changed. Now, a lot of you, I understand, and we want you guys to weigh in with your with your uh, own opinion so let us know in the comments a lot of you say well scoring average, ha- average hasn't changed because they've l- keep lengthening the golf courses i get that right um but i think that there are let's look at all the ways to kind of make elite golf harder without making it split this bifurcation longer rough yeah you know tighter fairways right um, faster greens tougher pins to me, there's a lot that can be done, and I think the evidence of that. Just look at the players last week, you know, Pete uh, or two weeks ago, Pete, Pete Dye, Dye course, not a course that it is over has over, ever been overpowered. Mm-hmm. It's one of the shortest, still, it's still long. I, right. I'll give you that; it would be it's long tight. for a guy like tight you and, and I to top, play. Yep. But it's tight. It's penalizing with mm-hmm. the water, with the if the wind is up, it's tough. Um, we see this every with every major, and I yeah. know the majors have they've gotten a little bit longer too, but they're not like blow your mind distances. And what's that with some of them, like the ocean course, that was below your mind, like eight thousand yards, whatever they got it to. But I'm thinking like St <laughs> Andrews, you know, they've lengthened St Andrews mm-hmm. a bit, but it's not like an outrageously long golf course. And these guys, the cut line is is around plus two. Yeah, you know, guys are winning at four under, five mm-hmm. under, mm-hmm. so. I'm not yet convinced that there aren't other ways that we could address this issue of making sure that these guys are still challenged, I guess is what it is.
1: I wonder what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Was it Bryson's win at Wingfoot when he was overpowering everything? Was it his drive at Arnold Palmer over the water that made such headlines?
0: But well, look, Bryson's a great example because here is a guy who came
1: out and members famously he was called, all for shortening these courses. Like I am just going to bomb it.
0: But he was he was the guy who, who came out and famously called like Augusta par sixty seven and then got got literally beat up yeah, by yeah, Augusta, yeah, yeah. and it shows that like he can't overpower can't, everything. Right, you can't. You know, so it, it's a really it's a it's a tough one. Um, it's a tough one. I think it, it creates this slippery slope of like, OK, so then where else would the game become bifurcated? Where are you going to take like if you are a, a an elite amateur, even as a kid? You know, 14, 15 year old, and you're looking to make it to the PGA Tour. Where do you make the switch and start playing with this other ball to get out ahead of it and get ready for what you're going to have to be? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, or, or are players going to show up to two majors a year that they're playing, you know, where the like the USGA for the US Open and the RNA for the Open? Let's say they both adopt it, but Augusta says, I'm, We're not adopting it. And the PGA, who Remember, keep in mind. We talk about this every week. The PGA and the PGA Tour are different entities. Mm-hmm. The PGA has already kind of pushed back on this, and sp- and and although they have, you know, they haven't specifically said we are absolutely not adopting it. They have come out like they're not in support of this. Right now, you got the PGA Championship. Guys are using these balls. I know. You know. I so know. and again, I I understand that that people are saying that it's, it limits the number of golf courses that are venues that we can have these on. But I just ask and I push back. Does it really, can we make these golf courses tougher
2: without limiting these guys and how far the, the ball goes? Uh, I have a question. Uh, would this just make like really good wedge players just dominant and take the long drivers out of it? Or is it going to affect every aspect of the game?
1: Well, that's what from, my nerdy question was going to be like from is the it just driver that's going to s- limit it, or was just a seven really iron that was 175 about. still going to fly 175?
0: It's gonna. It's gonna be a. It'll. It'll have to. Manufacturers will have to create a slower ball.
1: Okay, so everything. There's a has lot to get of ways that
0: they can do that.
1: But if it's a local rule, you show up to the Shriners and the rule is enforced. What happened? You got to recalibrate on the range. How far you hit this ball if, versus? Yes.
0: If I mean, if if it's split by tournament. You'd have to know, okay, I know I hit this ball this far, (laughs) Come on. Because what it is is that there are a lot of ways you can limit the distance that a golf ball goes. Sure. You know, there's aerodynamics, Mm -hmm. there's compression, there's materials. It'll be thrust back on the manufacturers to find a way that the ball does not break that new threshold.
1: Now you're telling the manufacturers to go backwards and to do stuff.
0: Basically, it's backwards engineering, (laughs) which is another thing that I can't really get behind. I like the idea of engineering and moving forward and progressing. Of course.
1: As so, do they, I'm sure.
0: As do they. Right. But also, it also fully throws... We're all like kind of aware that, there, that there's a problem that, that golf courses have to keep getting longer and longer. I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's throwing that problem solely back on the golf ball manufacturers. Also, all of the cost of that problem. Because now they've got to manufacture two sets of, of balls yeah. that, that do two different things. But to answer your question, yes, all of your distances would be They're all effectively get less.
2: And then another question... So as you said, right now, the average speed is only at like 112. Yeah, right. So could a Titleist or a TaylorMade- Should make these, a better driver? Could they just, <laughs> no, could they just keep the balls that they're using now and the, just not develop them in the future? No, or? the problem
0: is, is the balls that are, are developed now are developed to that spec, right? That 120 mile an hour club okay. head speed. The problem is, is that, it would. This rule would immediately make every ball non-conforming, because you'd put this ball into that test with the hundred and twenty-seven mile an hour club head speed, and it would blow by that three hundred and twenty. So yeah. what they would have to do is take ev- every ball that's on the market becomes now an amateur ball. Hey, right it's how great. weird is that like hey no problem Ams. you can't hit it that far you keep playing with this we got to play with this you know the guy's got to play with something else else over here i can't wrap my head around it man it, it like i said i think it it takes a, a sport that i think a lot of its beauty was in its simplicity it didn't have a lot of you know rules or sub rules i get all that but that golf we talk about growing the game has some intimidation factors one of those intimidations could be understanding the game yeah i think it makes the game a little less understandable you know all yep. a sudden now you're yep. watching the game with with your kid and be like look how far you oh well, they use a different ball yeah, it's different it's you know different it, than guess, the one it you used use. to go further i yeah. think the coolest thing was always we would watch this and we'd be like wow that's i can't believe i have now I have perspective because I know exactly how far I hit that exact ball. I play with the titles Pro v one. Most of the guys on tour are playing with that ball, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, maybe it's it's the Taylor the t p five or the Chrome or whatever. I can be like, I know exactly how far I have perspective, and i have i've I'm entertained Shh. by the fact of watching look how far he hit that yeah, ball. No doubt it's, it's entertaining, so that's a but but my thing is like i said, i I think that we have to keep in mind like. A, what problem is this really solving? And can it be solved another way? Can it be solved another way? Are there things we can do to these golf courses other than length? And I think it was always the easy answer. Yep. The easy answer was always just make them longer. Right. Just push the tee back. Right. But it doesn't mean it was the right answer. Maybe there's another answer. And if you guys are, you know, let me know what you think it is. You know, drop them in the comments below. But I'm thinking, grow the rough, do those types of things. So let's take a quick break. Let's do a word from our sponsors. And then I want to get back and I want to talk about, A, what some of the manufacturers have said. I want to talk about what some of the players have said.
1: some were in favor some well, at least rory was
0: right and i want to talk about what some of you guys said because we polled you guys mm-hmm. and and we've also we've got some some results of some bigger wider polls that went out to to a lot of of golfers a lot of elite golfers golf data tech did a huge study so let's just see like is there is this as unpopular as we think it is we'll have to remain to be seen so let's do a quick word from our sponsors and then we'll jump into
1: it All right, huge thanks to Tommy John. I'm loving these underwear. They're right here. You can see them. They're pretty and blue. Sorry, I'm like... (laughs) Give us a wedgie there. Give us a wedgie a little bit. But I got to talk about these because they're the greatest underwear I've ever had. I've never been so stoked about my underwear collection. Those that I just showed you are the 360 uh, underwear from Tommy John. Totally legit. They call it 360 because of the 360 stretch fabrics that prevent it from riding up. You saw me just pull it? Dude, no wedgie. (laughs) I feel good. (laughs) So they're designed for gym, performance, for running, activities, just stuff you do all day. They're comfortable for that everyday wear. They've got the mesh cooling zones. they got that little contour pouch. It guarantees that only their goals are getting crushed out there. Uh, They have the antimicrobial, anti-odor technology. Even that stay-put waistband, it doesn't roll or bunch and all that stuff going on. They're just super comfortable. They're sleek. They are like second skin you wear. You don't even know you're wearing underwear. And get this, we have the best deal on the internet for Tommy John, guys, by the way. It it is the best. It's 25% off your entire order. It's ridiculous. Use our code GOLF G-O-L-F-I-C-I-T-Y, and you're going to get 25% off your entire order at TommyJohn.com. Go check it out. And guys, have you checked out the
0: all-new Hyperflex and Hyperflex Carbon yet? You've been making their way around social media. They look amazing, but it's the performance. It's what's under the hood that really matters. They deliver hyper power, hyper control, and hyper fit for that Tor caliber performance. And if you're not already thinking of your footwear as real equipment and ways to improve your game. You really should be thinking about that. And when you put a pair like this on, you can feel it and understand it. They're seriously powerful, but they're also super comfortable. And these are gamer shoes. They're really they're really focused on players who want to maximize their performance out there. They provide that foundation for hyper power. I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot of this on the PGA Tour for exactly that reason. And they're designed to provide you with the best swing platform possible they keep you in place for hyper control because all FootJoy thinks about is how to design a shoe that helps you play better uh, and they keep you dialed with that hyper fit because a shoe that doesn't fit it really it reduces your your power impact it's that simple it's a fact so if you want to put the most powerful most controlled swing on the ball make sure that you're connected to the ground with the right footwear. So check out the new Hyperflex and Hyperflex Carbon
1: today at footjoy.com. And they're catching a lot of love on the internet for their their like their colors. I love yeah. their color patterns. You know, they're, they're really cool. Pretty oh. and powerful. And lastly, big thanks to Titleist. The hours have been put in, the work has been done, and as the moment approaches, you either fear it or you feel it, guys. So for Titleist, it's the moment filled with pure anticipation. The culmination of a relentless pursuit of speed in every form. So step up, and settle in with confidence. The Titleist TSR is here. Had this for a while now. Absolutely love it. Put a lot of miles on this already, Frank. A lot of good bombs with this club. Absolutely loving it. And this is it. The new TSR driver takes everything that made the TSI the number one driver on tour, and they packed in even more performance into every single head. So whether the new face technologies to CG improvements and the aerodynamic refinements, when everything moves the needle, you are playing at Titleist speed. So go to Titleist.com. Learn more about the TSR medals. Schedule your fitting. This Mm -hmm. is the season. Go get scheduled for a fitting for the TSR medals. You will not be disappointed, I promise you. The numbers are gonna jump off the screen and you are gonna be thrilled. Titleist TSR, find your faster.
0: Okay, so let's let's talk about what some of the player reactions were and some of your reactions. Let's start with your reaction. So, so Zach, we had a poll. We put this up on the on the YouTube page. If you're not already subscribed over there, go go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you can be, jump in on some of these polls. We try to do them each week. But we asked you guys very simply, yes or no question: Should the golf ball be rolled back as the USGA has proposed? And uh, what's that? Eighty-six percent. I'm look <laughs> at that number there. Out of
2: three hundred votes,
0: eighty-six uh, okay. percent that's i know 300 votes it's 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 a good but it's a small sample set but it just tells me this is the direction this is what i see in here as we're talking to people there's just not a lot of voices out there that i see loving this thing yeah and i i worry as i said earlier like golf is at this really pivotal point where it's becoming a sport that it's attracting a lot of younger players It's, it's 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 really at its own little revolution why step on it right now? Mm-hmm. And I know you can make the argument. It doesn't do anything for the amateur game. There's still a PR part of this. There's a perceived part of this. If the news and all the headlines and all everyone's seeing is about them just rolling back and making it less far, I don't think it's the PR the game wants yeah, right now. We're, I don't think we're so. at a great point. It's driving more people. It's becoming more, it's, it's, it's attracting a lot more athletes to the game. Mm-hmm. So, that's a tough one. The other one there was there a poll from golf Data Tech now they had polled um, a, a significant number of of elite golfers. Um, Zach, we've got some of the results there too from that. so and I'm not sure exactly how many were polled, but it was quite a few and and again the majority 52 percent said they do not like the proposed rule. Um, and only 23% were in favor. So only a fa- small portion. 13% said they didn't know enough about it yet because it was new news and 12% said they just yep. didn't care. They don't care. Yep. Um, so, and and why? What What's with this this new rule? And 72% had said that they really like knowing that everyone plays by the same rules. 72%. So I'll, I'll go back to this. And as I said earlier, I think that a huge portion of this is that it wouldn't have been met with quite as much of an issue if it wasn't both a rollback and a bifurcation. If it was just like, we're rolling it back and we're rolling it back for everyone. Yeah. I think that a lot of people would have been unhappy. It, it wouldn't have sat well because it'd be like, oh, I'm already struggling to hit the ball far, but at least I think there's some part of the shared golf community where we're all like, I just like that we're all in this game together. Mm -hmm. We're all playing. You know what? Fine. You're going to make us all play a ball that's a little more limited. At least we're all in it together. We're all doing that. It's a level playing field. Right, right. You know, not this two playing fields. So that's a big one. So let's talk a little bit about what some of the manufacturers had to say. And Titleist first, they were one of the first to weigh in. Uh, And and understandably so. They are the, the world's largest golf ball manufacturer. They have obviously the most yeah, stake in the game the leadest, this, leading ball on right, tour. this is this is their genre so they're going to weigh in so we'll put the quote up here on screen and there was there was a lot in here um and this way you guys can kind of see it but what i want to highlight is just a couple of small parts i'm going to pull it up uh on my screen here too so i can see it because it's a little bit small there but um the one thing that they get into is that this bifurcation being the big thing and, and part of this quote is that the bifurcation would divide golf between elite and recreational play, add confusion, as we said earlier, and break the linkage that is part of the game's enduring fabric. So they, and and, and we'll talk, we'll see here in a second, a quote from TaylorMade was similarly, it's this bifurcation. It's this, this idea that the two, two different points in the game are playing two different balls that's just not sitting right with anyone but also in that quote from Titleist is as we mentioned earlier um they said as we see it existing golf ball regulations for overall distance and initial velocity are highly effective during the past two decades PGA Tour average course playing length has increased by less than 100 yards and scoring average has remained virtually flat Average PGA Tour club head speed of 114.6 miles per hour in 2022 was well below the current 120 mile an hour uh, and proposed 127 mile an hour standard. So they're they're saying that the proposed golf ball uh, bifurcation is in many respects a solution in search of a problem. Mm. And that is hard to debate. Although we look at these golf courses that are long, the fact that the, the increase by less than 100 y- uh, yards in total, again, I just say, can we all get together, the golf governing bodies, everybody do this together instead of having another divisive thing mm-hmm. and say, before we go making this confusing change with two different golf balls and making it less you know, entertaining by rolling it back, what oh. else can we do? Can we do something in these golf courses that's not just length, length, length? Right. You know, yeah. Um, Taylor made similarly, uh, had, had some quotes where they were basically, and we'll put them up on the screen. You guys can pause it and read this. It's on their social media so you can see them. Uh, but same thing they talk about like, and they made, they likened it to, uh, to other sports and say like, the beauty of the game is that we all play the same game. I'm paraphrasing them there, but that's basically what they're saying. And they're saying like, guys, this, this bifurcation is just not a good look. So it's not something that's good. And then players weighed in as well. Um, there was we, we kind of jokingly said, you know something's up, something's wrong when you've got Bryson and Brandel Chambly agree.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> when,
0: when Bryson Chamblee and Brandel yeah, agree on something, something's up. Then something's up. So Bryson had said, what do you call it? I think the quote was atrocious. He goes, I think this is the most atrocious thing that you could possibly do to the game of golf. Um, and here's a guy who, I get it, This this the more cynical out you out there might say, well, of course, he's the guy who's chasing the speed the most and he's trying to overpower of the course. golf courses. He's going to say that. Um, but a guy who doesn't regularly agree with Bryson, JT, look what JT said. Uh, he waited and he said, it's just, it's so bad. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember I watched this press conference and JT said, and I look around the room, he goes, how many guys in here are saying like, you know what? Golf was no fun today. I just hit it too far and too straight. Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, we're all challenged. Yep. Look look at one of the, you know, bouncing back and forth with in the top three in the world. Uh, and also one of the most powerful golfers out there was was uh, with with John Rahm. And look at his, some of his frustration and his quotes about uh, TPC Sawgrass when he played it for the players. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's a difficult golf course. Yep. You know? The, there's not a guy on the PGA Tour. Sure, it's these guys. They they hit the ball remarkably far. They shoot some low scores. There's not a guy out there who'd be like that was easy. That was too easy. Of course, this yeah. week. But then, where did
1: what was Rory's point? So let's bring up Rory's quotes here, because he was saying this is going to separate. Kind of, we're going to see who the better player is because. What he said, short listen, game is going to be more important.
0: Well, yeah, and he said, you know, I know my opinion is not the popular take, and it separates me from, from a lot of the other players, which even tells you that even though there's a lot of the guys who aren't weighing in, are, are they're, they're they're very hard to find vocal supporters around the PGA Tour of this. Mm-hmm. But Rory said, you know, and, and he was saying this is going to put more of an emphasis on the short game and things like that. Okay, and, and, and I, I usually think that Rory's got a great head on his shoulders. He brings up some great points. I understand, but... I'm also looking at it and be like, I think the short game already is what separates them. Yeah. You know, same. at the end of the day, look at every PGA Tour or big tournament. Who's the guy who wins that week? It's usually the guy the who's putter. hot with the flat stick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember the quote that Bubba, when Bubba was on the show, he said, let him hit the ball far. They still got a chip and putt. They still got
0: a chip that and putt. That was his line. Look at Rory making a huge yep. putter change.
1: Yeah. You know, a huge
0: part. I mean, like right. we could do a whole show on that separately. Like with him switching, you know, Taylor May, they can't be super happy about it right. using that Scotty Cameron out there. But, but, you know, you, he didn't, you know, he, he did great in the match play last week, but even with the bomb drives, we saw him win, hitting and and I get it. There's always a counterpoint. You could say that that both Cameron Young uh, and and Sam Burns both hit the ball a long way They sure too. do, yep. Um, mm-hmm. But it's the guys, it's it, Sam Burns making those birdies and finding ways to like sticking pins and things like that is what separates. So I don't think that there is a need to put even more of an emphasis on the short game. You guys, if you disagree with me, wave it yeah, in the I, comments. I but I, I I see that, that week after week, it's the guys who are... The most deadly from 100 yards and in and are dropping putts are the guys who are winning. The reality is every guy on tour can bomb the ball right now, right? Yeah. So to me, the bombing factor is the entertainment piece. We get to watch everyone Ooh, ah, like he hit the ball so far. Right. But then the guy's got to score around the green. Absolutely. This, remember, this uh, this rule would take effect for everyone in the tournament. So, okay, everyone hits it a little bit less and they got to hit one more club into greens.
1: It's just going to be one more club for everyone. Right silly and there's also there's so much silly. of a
0: factor like oh like we you can grab any sensation you want any headline you want I, I remember like this is what they're talking about like look at these guys they're hitting seven you know seven iron and eight iron into a 217 yard par three mm-hmm. well it was also downwind and downhill right and a lot of the guys were overshooting it because this is why it's a hard game you gotta get <laughs> you gotta get gotta the gauge
1: wind. all the elements right sure so, so, if this is a local rule, which means that the local event can institute it if it passes, mm-hmm. does that mean because it's a USGA and RNA a proposed rule that at both of those events, the Open and the U.S. Open, it's guaranteed to be put in place?
0: I, I would think it would be the most,
1: you know, They'd hypocritical have to, thing ever. They did not,
0: if they didn't put their own rule into place. So that, they're saying they're doing it for this reason. Remember, that keeps coming back to elite golf, elite golf. They're saying, and it doesn't get more elite than than the so majors.
1: If you're the three M Open chair. You want people bombing it. You want entertainment. You want views. Well, you want-
0: exactly my point.
1: So they'll just say, so every event except for those two, they're going to have to come prepared with a different ball. If right. this passes.
0: Because look at the surveys. People widely, generally, now some people who do want it, I get it. But generally speaking, the majority of the golf audience has not been for it. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who are being entertained by watching it. We're the ones who turn on our televisions and therefore generate the revenue. Right. Right? We've already seen this argument of saying with these these elevated events, right, that these huge purses that are being generated are falling back on the sponsors. Sponsors pay the huge purse. They sure do. The Sponsors have to get the eyeballs in order Shh, to make yep, it work. Yep. If this cre- makes the game a little bit less exciting, and we've got a few less eyeballs on Sunday, right? now you've got a few sponsors who are less willing to jump in there. Mm-hmm. It could create some
1: issues. Would you not watch the U.S. Open on TV because the guys aren't going to be able to hit the ball as far? I'm still going to watch. I'm, You'll watch it, but you're going to watch it they, a little differently. Right.
0: Yeah. I, I, like, how uh, far they hit the ball is is not the only reason I watch. Right, but, I but tell you know they're
1: playing with a different... I
0: would be a little bit... You know, turned off by yep. the fact of saying like, well, they're using different equipment. I, I love the fact they use the same equipment. What I'm more worried about is when we're on this cusp of the game being grown and bringing in. I'm already hooked, man. I'll watch these guys play table tennis versus each other. Right. Uh, you know, what I mean, right. I'm invested. Right. <laughs> I'm worried about the people who are not as invested. I'm worried about the new audiences. The you know the kids who could watch any other sport. You know, we've got weeks where work up against watching the uh, the sweet sixteen, you know, watching right. like NFL Sundays. Mm-hmm. So it's gotta be an entertain and, and I keep coming back to this that the PG tour is an entertainment product. And I think even just the perception that this creates that these guys are and, and like again, a lot of it can be PR and perception. And if it's like they're playing with this rolled back, you know, golf ball, you could turn some people off who could have otherwise yep. been tuning in. I agree. Also, I, I also start to wonder what does it do for all of the records and the stats? Is A new it record book? New record book, asterisks before and after the change. Is, at what is event? the average driving distance forever? Whoever has it at, at the end of 2025, they have forever are the long average driving distance record? will never be beat because it's, if the new it's a local ball?
1: rule and they're using the other ball at the other ones that goes in that now which book. stat yeah asterisks. this one i can't get
0: back that, that had that had this rule this one didn't have this rule so there's a lot remains to be seen will it still will it be passed a b if it's passed who will adopt it and who won't and if it's if it is split man i think we could create we could be a very confusing game for for a little bit yeah no, so,
2: no doubt So Sorry, did you guys see uh, Tiger's quote on this in 2017? It seems like even back in 2017, Tiger was all for this type of change. Uh, I'll put it up on screen Yeah, here. put
0: that quote up. And like I said, Rory is not the only voice that's okay with it. And, and here, here Tiger is talking about the idea of just for the best golfers playing with this reduced flight ball. Mm, uh, but, interesting. I mean, <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Even like you've got your local pros. Right? Like, uh, what do they consider themselves, non-elite? Like, I you know, can have a pro with understand. the go- the like course. He's like, well, I don't play with that ball. I'm not elite, or I am. or right.
1: Yeah, I, I don't.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, if Tiger showed up and he said, like, hey, let's play a quick match against uh, another pro, a local pro. And he's like, I'll use the ball. You don't use the ball.
1: <laughs> you, you're making like, my head spin. I can't. And right. I, I can't. I, I just can't do it it's just
0: so and and i'll I'll bring up one other point that that some i've heard some make is saying like well if if it's entertaining to watch these guys driving the greens Uh on par fours the point that i saw the usga and others bring up is like well then all that the pga tour has to do is just move up a t-box and rory can still drive the greens but he'll be driving a 300 yard green instead of a 340 yard green right right okay yeah but Again, it's the optics. I today. like your idea. Now we just, are
1: moving everybody up just at T box. Punish him with rough and other elements because if you're you're gonna swing harder to hit the ball harder and you're you're gonna miss fairways, you're gonna be punished just like we see at US Opens. I think the game is fine where it is. Right. right. Leave it alone. And I
0: think I think for the handful of courses that that these elite tournaments are played on. You know, I just don't see it being a change that's going to make a a difference in general to golf course architecture. Because if everybody else is still playing with the same ball, we're not, the new golf course is not going to be designed any differently.
1: Yeah. You know, but I do think that tour pros, if you ask 10 tour pros, say, hey, listen, especially the ones who've complained about US Open conditions being so hard and unfair. Yeah. Be like, we're going to do that, but we're not going to touch the ball. Deal. I'm sure they would all say deal. Right. You know, right. Like, we'll take higher rough and whatever leave the ball alone
0: or what are they going to do now the the next 2026 u.s open has this ball in place are we no longer gonna grow the rough as much? right is he gonna make it the opposite Uh, are we gonna are we gonna do all those things and be like now it's like you know i think part of the fun and the appeal is seeing because that's also again it's something that i can i can put myself in their shoes being playing Mm -hmm. golf and i could say like wow like i think my rough is deep look what those guys are playing right Right, but I'm not sure. going to go out and buy a, one of these like reduced balls to hit with, just to be like, uh, I, I can feel like what they're playing. It, it's just like I said, it's the yeah, it's no, the no, bifurcation no, no. for me that really kills me.
2: I kind of have an opinion that I don't think you guys would agree with on this. I kind of like the rollback rule, and I think it's actually similar to Formula One when they have regulation changes every few years, and it totally changes the order of the teams and like what team is good, what team's bad because all these new aerodynamic rules come in, all these new engine rules come in and you see a big shakeup and you see different names that weren't winning races now winning because their cars better because their team figured out the new regulations better. I'm thinking that it could be something similar to that in golf where these players, the players who figure out the new ball could see, you know,
0: Sure. Like but I mean, one big difference better. with Formula One is that they're enge- they're, the, the teams are engineers themselves. They're creating the equipment. They're creating the cars to conform to whatever rule. But I
2: also think Players that that are can,
0: not doing that. They're I know, just but, hitting the ball.
2: But also, Ooh. the drivers aren't creating the car. The drivers are driving the car.
0: True, but they win as a team. Like yeah. here's where like if go- if golfers were manufacturing their own equipment maybe and they, and then you know, always equipment manufacturers will try to get right up to the limit of what they can do that's conforming. and I think racing does that too. Um, but I think again, like there's it, there's certain parts we can compare and certain parts we can't, but I think the beauty of golf is full well knowing that like uh, I'm going out there and playing my rounds with the exact same equipment that these guys are playing. I can't have exactly that experience because I'm not driving a Ferrari as fast as I can. <laughs> you know what I mean right. with my whatever. but I, I and I and look and I get it like I said, like I think there's always going to be a place for limitations and rules and 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 golf has those things because there's there's conformance. There's certain things that they can and can't do with clubs. There's limitations on all those things. And I think it's okay to kind of adapt those and change those over time. But like I said, a a, a dramatic, instead of just putting a cap, like, hey, we know this is where it's going, so we're going to cap it here, mm-hmm. and, like, forever the golf ball, this is as fast as the golf ball can ever get. That I'm okay with. What I'm more not saying is taking the step backwards and saying, let's slow the, let's ball, slow down. the ball down, and right. secondarily, let's slow it down for just this kind of undefined elite group. That's what worries me. Yeah. But, look, there'll be more on it. We'll keep updating you guys as we hear. that That's our opinion. Uh, if, uh, by all means, like if you, sh- if you have a different opinion, weigh in, in the comments, let us know. We, we like a good, you know, two sided conversation. And I think we're all learning this as we go. But from it, like I said, from an entertainment standpoint, I don't love it. And from this idea of splitting the game, I'm not a huge fan of it, but let's see, maybe it'll never get adopted. Maybe not. Maybe Just, it'll go the way of the Swilkin patio. Yeah
1: we <laughs> will get reversed
0: yeah. yeah
1: just stick with Walmart rolling back prices and that's it that's the only rollback I want to see
0: that's it so hey guys let us know what you think thanks for watching thanks for listening make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. we'll see you next week